Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you again today. What a fabulous day here. I'm pretty excited to say that it's finally not snowing, nor is it sub-zero outside, so uh, I'm thinking spring may finally be headed our way. Personally, I'll be happy to see the uh, massive white blanket uh, that's been covering my lawn for the past month or so uh, go away. Um, I hope you are also having a spectacular day as well. In any case, today is going to be an awesome, awesome episode. I've got an amazing guest expert who's most certainly the real deal to help you be the best entrepreneur and person that you can be. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, mastermind groups, or through Powerful Words Character Development, all-star cheer sites, or dance sites done right, you know how often I talk about the importance of being flexible in your approach to success, right? Well, I'm pretty confident that today's guest can help us understand the value and benefit in a fun way. So, today's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. He's got a ton of valuable information and real-life experience to help you succeed. So, I want you to strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a keeper. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners to become more successful, enjoy their careers more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. All right, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put down Twitter, get rid of your phone, your iPad, your cat, your dog, your child if necessary, and anything else that might possibly distract you from today's episode. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second. So before we officially get going, a little bit of background today about our guest. Best-selling author, acclaimed speaker, filmmaker, Greg S. Reed is a natural entrepreneur known for giving for his giving spirit and a knack for translating complicated situations into simple, digestible concepts. As an action-taking phenomenon, strategy turns into results fast and furious, and relationships are deep and rich in the space he orbits. Published in over 45 books, 28 bestsellers, five motion pictures, and featured in countless magazines, Greg will share that the most valuable lessons we learn are also the easiest ones to apply. Recently, and I love this, Greg has been hand-selected by the Napoleon Hill Foundation to help carry on the teaching found in the Bible of Personal Achievement, Think and Grow Rich. Wow. Greg, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you here today. All right, Jason. Let's rock and roll this thing. Been looking forward to it all week. Awesome. So do me a favor. Before we get started, for those who haven't yet had the opportunity and sincere pleasure of meeting you, reading your books, or hearing you speak... Take a second and share your story with us. What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Greg Reed? Yeah, you know, I'm a regular guy. I got a D in English, and uh, now I'm an international best-selling author with now 50 books, 35 countries. Go figure, right? <laughs> I realized one of the greatest things about uh, personal achievement is to surround yourself with people that are getting the results that you want. And I'm sure, Jason, that's what you teach. And I'm sure the people listening in, that's what you teach to your 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 pupils and 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 that's what it comes down to. When I wanted to be a best-selling author, I didn't ask some knucklehead who's never written a book how to do it. I went to Barnes and Noble and bought every bestseller. I called those authors up and said, "Teach me," and they did. When I wanted to become a speaker, I went to Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy, and Dennis Waitley, Charlie Tremendous Jones, and Les Brown, the, the leaders of my industry, and asked them to teach me, and they did. 
And I realized if we can just follow the footsteps of the people that already paved the way, well, it just makes their path a lot easier. And more importantly, you can cut to the front of the line. And so basically, I've cut to the front of the line, and here we are today. I love it. I really want to talk to you today about your new stick, uh, your new book, Stickability, and the mm. principles that you teach in it. So if you're cool with that, let's, let, let's get rocking. Yeah, the latest one's called Think and Grow Rich, Stickability, The Power of Perseverance. You know, it seems like first there's a dream, and then there's challenge, and then comes victory. But as we know, most people quit in the challenge. They quit when they most challenging moments, and I wanted to sit down and interview world top thought leaders to find out, you know, how they persevered through their most challenging moments, and from there I had a chance to go face-to-face, knees-to-knees with, I'm sure you're about to mention, some amazing people. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's let's do this. Um, I want to start with talking about what is stickability, you know, how do you determine, how, how do you define this term in the context, you know, for, for my folks of entrepreneurship? Well, it's about the you know, willingness, the attitude, and commitment level to not quit. Uh, that's what it all comes down to. And I realized that after interviewing these amazing people, the, the folks that came out on top, shh, they have commitment. They're not interested in something. They're committed. So if I open a brand new restaurant downtown San Diego because it's the hot new trend because I'm interested in it, as soon as there's challenges, I might fold the tent and quit. But if I take over the family Italian restaurant that's been around for eight generations, when I have challenges, I'm committed to see it through so I can pass it to my kid. Well, chances are I'll have a different outcome. And I realize that successful people just have that commitment level towards what they're doing. But I want to start actually with what you opened with about flexibility. Uh, can I tell a quick story about Marty Cooper? I'd love it. So Marty Cooper is the first guy I sat down with. I saw him on 60 Minutes. And uh, he invented what we use every day. It's called the cellular phone. I mean, where would your life be without one of these suckers, right? And I sat him down and I asked him, I says, what does stickability mean to you? And he said that stickability has to be parallel with another word called flexibility. He says, if we're not willing to adapt and adjust, we'll end up being stuck. And he told a story about a spider monkey. He said, a spider monkey in the rainforest is the most quick, nimble creature. You can't harpoon it, spear it, catch it. It's just too quick. But one hunter figured it out. He took a giant, heavy log and drilled a tiny hole inside, dropped a peanut inside, and left that log at the base of the jungle. The monkey would smell it, come out of the treetop, reach his hand inside the hole, and grab a hold of the nut. His fist would become so big he couldn't pull it back out and become anchored to that log. Now, all he's got to do is let go and pull his hand out and live to fight another day, but that monkey thinks that nut is saving him. Well, the moral is, are we holding on to our own nut in life? (laughs) But it's in the form of a bad job or relationship or fear or guilt or a car or whatever it is. And sometimes we, too, have to understand that we have to let go so that ultimately it doesn't lead to our own demise. Wow. Wow, wow. That that alone, I mean, our, our right boys and girls, I guess we, we could be done after that that learning point. That's that's spectacular. You know, I, 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 I want to talk about this um, because I think so many of my folks have either been on the verge or have seen other owners go through it. You know, what have you discovered are some of the major causes of failure? Well, it's so funny. Napoleon Hill, uh, for the people that don't know who he is, he, he, he wrote the 20th best-selling book in history called Think and Grow Rich back in the 30s. And he's known for you know positivity and, and, and having success principles. But he also came out with the three causes of failure. He says, if you know, people follow these three steps, you're guaranteed to fail. Uh, number one was the inability to get along with other people. He says, you know, if you're not cordial, if you don't know how to build relationships, you're never going to have success. 
Number two is you know procrastination. If you put off till tomorrow what you need to do today, well, you're never going to get to that finish line. And then ultimately, it's quitting. I mean, it's the people that quit, the people that give up on their dream, obviously never get to see what the dream looks like. And it's really interesting. A few years ago, you know, I went to Africa, and I climbed and summited Mount Kilimanjaro. And I remember I didn't ask some surfer kid here in La Jolla to take me up the mountain. I found Sherpa that had climbed it three, four, five hundred times. Wherever they put their boot print, I put my boot print because I knew they'd make it to the top of the mountain. I didn't try to reinvent the wheel. And by doing that, I actually followed the successful actions of other people and actually got to do something. But it would have been very easy halfway up that mountain to quit. Trust me on that one. It is a tough climb. But the realities are I persevered and kept going. And I looked back and said, boy, you know, not too many people would argue or question me that I quit if I would have because it's such a challenge and they didn't do it themselves. But thank goodness I kept persevering just one step at a time because now i got a story to tell that most people in this world can't. Fantastic. Tell me uh, what you learned about, you know, it being, why is it so important for entrepreneurs to be flexible today? Well, because things adapt. Things just, you know, one of my favorite interviews I ever did was with a guy, Truett Cathy, who founded Chick-fil-A restaurants. And I says uh, to him, I go, what's the one thing I could do differently if I wanted to be a billionaire, you know, just like you are? And he looks at me and he says, stop planning. And I go, well, that goes against everything we're taught. And he goes, last year you made a lot of plans. I go, yeah. He goes, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> Good. And he goes, the successful people, they seek unexpected opportunity. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, let's just say I want to get to the end of the street. That's my goal. I have to get off my backside and start moving towards that goal. i got to take action. He goes, but a planner is going to plan every step where they're going to pause and take a break, and nothing ever goes to plan. He goes, I'm going to look for opportunity, like a kid leaving a skateboard or a bicycle out and make my journey short. He goes, if I get real lucky, I'll wave down a neighbor and I'll hitch a ride to the end of the street. He goes, either way, I'll get to my goal. I'm just not so caught up in exactly how it has to happen. And all great entrepreneurs have that same philosophy. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got to tell you, it, it's it, it brings up the whole, you know, man plans and God laughs. Um, really, really, really hammers home. That's that's spectacular. All right, talk to me about the principle of relaxed intensity in action. Oh, great leaders understand. <clears throat> you know, you've got to have relaxed intensity. What that is is imagine a. You know, a captain of a ship, and there's a hole in that ship. If he starts freaking around and starts yelling and running around in hysteria, my gosh, imagine what everyone else, the crew and the, the passengers are going to do. Well, that captain has got to have relaxed intensity. He's got to have intensity. He's got to be intense. He's got to stay focused. He's got to be in control. He's got to be a leader. But he's also got to do it with a relaxed attitude to keep everyone else calm and collective to save the most amount of people. And that's the way all great leaders must act. It's the same thing even if you were a, you know, a football player and you were a quarterback and you're down by you know, seven points with only seconds left. Well, you have to have that composure. And it's the people that have that relaxed intensity, those are the true champions. That's phenomenal. I mean, and obviously, we, we all, in, in whatever business we're in, um, you know, for folks who are in competitive sports or whatever you're doing, you're always going to be dealing with that high level of, gosh, I don't want to say anxiety. I know dealing with parents when you're dealing with their kids can, can bring on <laughs> some uh, a different kind of intensity. Um, but I, I love the fact that 
you know, if, if we're building it into our mind, the whole relaxed intensity, it, it really does allow us the opportunity from, to see from point A to point B without, you know, spazzing out. Well, again, that's a great term, spazzing out. I mean, that, that's what it comes down to. It's the people that can be cool, calm. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I think we're just kind of, you know, beating a dead horse because everyone listening to this, the only reason you listen to this, you're one of those champions, so you understand. You're that person, and congratulations. I mean, just the fact that you're tuning in right now separates you from the 95% who just dream of success to the top 5% who actually have an opportunity to create it. So, I mean, you're already in good company. Did I ever tell you the story about uh, Steve Wozniak? No, no, no. Uh, it was interesting. Everyone knows him from Apple Computers, him and Steve Jobs, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the story. I asked him, I said, what made you and Steve so successful? And he says, we embraced what we did not have. And what do you mean? He goes, we embraced our lack. I go, give me an example. He says, well, when personal computers was just a dream, a concept, no one knew how to do it. It was just impossible. But there was microprocessor chips that just came available. They were very expensive. And Steve and I could only afford one. We saved all of our money. We could afford one chip. He goes, so I took a Hewlett Packard machine that would go from point A to point B with 20 of these chips in the middle. I'd pull away five and I'd get it to work. I'd pull away five, I'd get it to work. Till finally I could go from point A to point B with my one chip, the one we could afford. He goes, we weren't trying to be cool or slick. We could afford one chip. But by embracing that as an opportunity rather than an obstacle, I found the shortest, cleanest path and changed the way that personal computing will be done for the rest of the world. Wow. I guess I guess the, the, the question I'm going to ask our listeners right now is, you know, What's your opportunity that you're working with? For me personally? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Right now, I'm doing the greatest one. Along this quest, i got to meet a gentleman in stickability. His name is Frank Shanklitz. He founded the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Now, mm-hmm. Everyone knows Make-A-Wish, but no one knows the story behind the story. So I end up getting the actual exclusive life right story, and I'm making my first major Hollywood film. And i got to tell you, it's been a... It's been an amazing journey, especially because I have no idea what I'm doing. So what I did is I just followed the same counsels I did in books and speaking. I, I don't know how to make movies. So I incorporated Gary Goldstein, who did Pretty Woman and Mothman Prophecies and Under Siege. Uh, I brought on a line producer who did you know, Contact with Judy Foster and Kundun with Martin Scorsese. These people know that craft. I hired them, bring them on team, and they're helping me pave the way because they've, they've already had that success in that industry. And again, the secret of success is to surround yourself with people that are getting the results you want. I love this. I absolutely love it. How do you feel like, um, I, I want to go back to the relaxed intensity component just for one particular point. You know, how do you feel like leaders can actually control their fears? and develop that relaxed intensity. Because i I, I got to tell you, I've been there, done it, where something you know, there's no, a lot on the line. What, is there a secret? Have you, what did you, what did you, what were you able to interpolate from, from all these interviews that there's got to be something that these leaders are able to do systemically to, to control that fear? They do it anyway. I mean, it's a cliche, but that's the reality. It's like, you're scared, I'm scared, we're all scared. Successful people do it anyway. That's it. You know, it's, 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 I remember just recently, I, I was doing my first parachute jump, and, you know, that door opens, and you're <laughs> way above the ground, and, you know, you know, the fear sets in, but you just do it anyway. And all the great 
things that I've done in my life, you know, biting off making a movie or writing a book or speaking or starting my own company and all the different things that we've done, uh, you know, buying your first house, having your first kid, getting married, all these things, they scare the heck out of us because it's the unknown. It's not the fear of the answer because we can handle the answer. We're all pretty tough people, but it's not knowing. It's the fear of the unknown that is the biggest, you know, fear that we have to overcome. And quite frankly, you know, the successful people just act in spite of that fear. I, I live here on the beach in California in a place called La Jolla. And surfers do something that amazes me. It's called a duck dive. And what that is, is imagine you're on a surfboard and a big wave comes over and it scares you. And imagine you hold on that board and you just kind of like tuck and roll. Well, as soon as that wave comes over you, it is going to crush you and push you to the bottom, break that board in your body in half, and basically either kill you or suffocate you or make you drown. What a good surfer does is they duck the front of the board right into the belly of the wave and they go right through it and pop out on the other side. It's called a duck dive. And it's interesting, that's what great leaders do. They duck dive towards their fears. They don't run from it, they don't hide from it, they don't curl, they go straight into them. Wise words. Of all the successful CEOs and entrepreneurs that you had the opportunity to interview, um, is there one person who had the biggest impact on your success? Yeah, uh, uh, he's a philosopher and one of the greatest statesmen I ever met in my life. Uh, Evander Holyfield. <laughs> I didn't see it coming either, but this guy's really cool. And I asked him, I says, what makes you so special? I mean, how'd you win more championships than anyone? And he says, I just have a higher standard. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, if you have a car and you won't tolerate it running bad or being dirty, you have a higher standard than your neighbor and have a nicer car. He goes, in sports, I showed up early, left late, invented exercises, had a higher standard, and I won more championships. He goes, where could you be outside the ring if you were a pet groomer, stockbroker, or insurance sales executive and had a higher standard than your competition? I said, but didn't it hurt being in a fight? He goes, God, yeah, it hurts. He goes, but when you're in a fight, you don't focus on the pain. You don't focus on the blows. As soon as you focus on a punch, you end up on your back knocked out. But that's what people do outside the ring. They focus on gas prices, war, economy, and they wonder why they never become a champion. And he pulled me in really tight. I'm looking up at this Adonis of a man missing half an ear bitten off by Tyson, right? And he looks at me and says, the funny thing is, when you do win the championship, he says, everyone comes to their feet and they chant your name. They raise your hand in victory and a guy puts a big shiny belt around your waist. And at that moment, at that second, you don't feel even one of the punches you took along the entire journey. But the guy in the losing locker room is going to feel every bruise for the rest of their life wishing they would have raised their standards. Wow. Wow. There, there, there's a goose bumper for you. Fantastic. All right, it is time for our resource of the week. So... Tell me this. How can our listeners find out more about you? Um, is there a primary site that they can go to? Obviously, all your books are available on Amazon, but where can they go to discover more about you? Uh, you can visit my website. It's bookgreg.com. B-O-O-K-Greg.com. Bookgreg.com. But actually, you can just go into any Barnes & Noble store and pick up my books or anywhere. I mean, 
uh, we're everywhere. And what, what's really nice is you can pick up three feet from gold or stickability or you know, any road to riches or any of these projects. Uh, and, but here's the biggest thing. Napoleon Hill, uh, when he wrote They Can Grow Riches, never had a mega bestseller because they didn't really keep track of lists, of bestseller lists, until about five years after that book was published. So with stickability, we're working to help the Napoleon Hill Foundation make this the first mega bestseller. So I encourage you, Jason, to become an advocate of that. Please post, tell your friends, tell your family, because this is the first opportunity that a thinking grower is titled we might be able to see on the top of the New York Times list. So tell everyone you know to get a copy for your friends or yourself and those you love most. And what's really cool about it is that just like I'm sharing all these little nuggets, they don't come from me. They're directly from the horse's mouth, the people that have actually created these things. And the takeaways and the ahas are literally mind-blowing. Perfect. I, I, I would be honored to do so. So that, that's exciting. You know, and for a lot of the folks who I work with, um, as, as most of you know, what a great opportunity. Can you think of a better gift for some of your top clients than a book that has these kind of nuggets in it that is going to provide just amazing success for the folks who actually read it and take action? So um, there, there's a little idea for all of you. Uh, think of your top 10 or 20 clients and go grab some books. Okay, I'll go a step further. Anyone out there that buys, a, I'm going to give you a big number though, it's 50 copies. If you buy 50 copies of this book, uh, you call me directly. You call me on my email or my phone number or my, you get a hold of me and I will jump on a phone call and I will talk to those 50 people you gave that book to. So we can put a little mastermind group together and we can have our own little intimate mastermind group. Just send me a receipt saying, hey, I bought 50 copies of this thing. Uh, and then we'll put together a, a conference call time or Skype or however you want to do it, a, a Google Hangout. And I'd be glad to come on there and, and do a, a complimentary little a boom shakalaka for you. How about that for a deal? I love it. I love it. Folks, let's make this happen. All right, I, I have one final question for you, and, and I think this is going to be really telling. If you could give the business owners on this call just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or, you know, more importantly, help them live a better life, what would that one piece of advice be? Well, understand that, that we are a reflection of the people we associate with the most, and our attitude, income, and lifestyle is the average of that group. If you hang around champions, you become one. If you hang around people that complain, gripe, and moan, that becomes your dialogue. Be very careful of the company you keep. And understand this. We are the same today as we'll be in five years, except for the people we meet and the books we read. It's who you're hanging out with. It's what you're putting in your head that determines your character as a person. And I invite each and every person to start making sure that they surround themselves with people that are uplifting and encouraging so that they can make the positive impact that they're destined for. Wow. Spectacular tips. Greg, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I know how crazy busy your schedule is, and it means the world to me that you share some of your wisdom with us. Uh, you're a rock star. I appreciate it. And everyone, keep smiling. Thanks for having me, and I'll talk to you soon. Folks, that's all the time we've got for today. Thanks for turn, tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more information about private coaching or to see if you benefit from one of the mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that you truly deserve. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen, folks. Go get them. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.